Welcome to episode 181 of Podcateers. This week, AJ and VJ join me to talk about their recent trip to Walt Disney World, Coco, and the controversy about the new Frozen short, Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Uh, we also hear from our friend Angela, also known as Dislights on Instagram and on YouTube, about heading down to downtown Disney for the recent Toys for Tots toy drive put on by Disney's Volunteers. I'm sure that's how they want us to say it. Uh, Also, I added some additional thoughts about what I thought about Olaf's Frozen Adventure in the blog post for the episode, which you can check out at podcateers.com slash 181. Uh, It's a few things that I didn't get a chance to talk about on the podcast, but, you know, take a look and let me know what you guys think and let me hear your thoughts and your theories uh, about why you think, you know, people just don't like the short. We'd like to thank the sponsor of this episode, Expedition Roasters, formerly known as Trader Sam's Coffee Company. Expedition Roasters offers a variety of flavored coffees themed after Disney attractions. Every flavor is robust and delivers on what each flavor says that it is. These flavored coffees are a wonderful gift for yourself or someone that you love this holiday season. There's even a sampler pack with five different flavors if you can't select just one of them. To help you out, the folks at Expedition Roasters want to help you brew your happy place by giving you a 20% discount off your first order by using the code POD20. And all orders over $50 get free shipping in the U.S. Also, Expedition Roasters has hooked us up with a few bags of coffee to give away in the next couple of weeks. So info on how you can enter will be posted on our Instagram. Just search for Podketeers, P-O-D-K-E-T-E-E-R-S, and you'll know it's really simple. You just have to show us a picture of your favorite Disney mug, use the hashtag that we give you in the post, and then tell us which flavor would make you happy if you won and received it. So go check it out on Instagram. Go enter and good luck. Another big thank you goes out to all of our fairy godparents for their support of making this episode possible. If you would like to become a fairy godparent of our podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 a month by going to podcateers.com and clicking on the Patreon logo with the fairy godparent emblem on it. Uh, or you can go to patreon.com slash podcateers. Plus, if you sign up for a contribution of at least $5, you will get the exclusive fairy godparent button as a thank you for your support. Finally, as you do your holiday shopping this season on Amazon, please consider starting off your journey at podcateers.com slash Amazon. On that page, you'll find our big Amazon button, which you can click before your next purchase. That'll take you to Amazon using our special referral link. And as a thank you, we will get a small commission from Amazon. So to everyone that's taking these few extra seconds to click through our page, we truly appreciate that support as well. If you're looking for us on any of the other social networks, including YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, just search for Podcateers. And before we jump into the podcast, a quick shout out to our friends over at the Die Hard Disney Nuts Facebook group. Everyone that we interact with there uh, is just so great. And the admins are an awesome group of people that have been super supportive of our podcast. And I just can't say thank you enough for their support. So make sure to go check them out and become a part of the group if you consider yourself a diehard Disney nut. So with that said, it's time to get this podcast started. This is episode 181 of Podcateers. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcateers. Can I tell you guys that I walked out to the car a little bit, a uh, little bit ago, and it is cold this and is, windy and windy, like super windy. This is what I believe winter should feel like. <laughs> no, 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 no. Less wind for oh, me. Yeah, yeah. More wind. wind. But I I kind of like the wind cuz you can kind of break out the sweaters and you know, you can break out the scarves and the hats. Yes, it's a pain especially when you have a yard. Like right now we have a tree that I know that by tomorrow, uh, even though we just cleaned up the backyard a couple days ago, it's going to need to be cleaned again. <laughs> I like to call it the trash tree. Oh, that's the funny thing about 
doing stuff like that you have to keep on doing it i know <laughs> like dang didn't i just vacuum it's so much work y'all <laughs> i don't like it yeah i call it the giving tree of trash because even if it's not windy within an hour or two it is just i forgot what the actual tree is called but these it's got these little purple flowers on it uh, it's a pretty popular tree. At some point, I'll figure out what it is, and then I'll mention it later on. But the point <laughs> is that it leaves a lot of trash behind. And Aww. you just have to deal with it and clean it or get your kids to do it once they're old enough. And I'm waiting for my kids to be old enough. <laughs> I wish we could do that with our dogs. but yeah. You know how many YouTube hits you would get if you could teach your dogs to rake? <laughs> We'll just uh, attach it to their back and then... <laughs> oh, my God. We need to do this. Patent pending. Yes. The dog rake. <laughs> so how have, you, how have you guys been? I haven't talked to you guys in so long. You guys went off to Disney World, and you guys are these world travelers now. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm on the phone with Disney for two today. <laughs> how What's are up, you guys? guys? We're good. Very good. Very good. So your last Disney World trip... Uh, you guys went for the food and wine festival, right? Yes, and Halloween time. Oh, that's right. You guys flew out uh, the day the day of Halloween or the day before Halloween? I think we did a red eye on the 29th of October and then got there Monday morning, the 30th. Yeah. Is that right? And we had no sleep. <laughs> None. Oh, that's fun. That's Team no fun. sleep, and then we hit the ground running and just went straight to the parks actually uh, rewind we actually went to cracker barrel, barrel and then we went to the parks but we were on no sleep i've never seen a cracker barrel in my life what ever you <laughs> well, have to all, go to cracker barrel they're all like east coast things i've there's heard one in arizona i yeah, yeah that's what arizona. i was gonna say i heard that they're in arizona but i mean i don't frequently go to arizona so i mean what's <laughs> what's the big thing about cracker barrel other than the fact that they have barrels of crackers <laughs> Um, I mean, the food is well-priced and nice portions. The food is great. Yeah. And it's like a good meal when you're on a road trip or on vacation. Oh, so it's an I actual think. restaurant. It's not like a 7-Eleven. No. No, it's not oh. just a general store. The general store is in front, but then it's a huge restaurant. They also have rocking chairs in front of the restaurant, which is cool that they sell. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Every time I always want to bring one, but I'm not going to pay for that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that airfare just to ship it back with me. So then now you have to drive. Here's what we'll do. We'll plan a road trip to Arizona just so we can go to Cracker Barrel. Then we'll bring back a wheelchair. We'll put it – a wheelchair. We'll bring back a rocking chair. <laughs> we'll put it on top of the car, and we'll just, like, tie it down. And one of us can sit up there and just rock back and forth as we're driving. Not it. <laughs> Only if I could wear a helmet. <laughs> or we'll do the safest thing that I see people in Los Angeles do, and that's not tie it down, but hold it with your arms sticking one, out of the window. Right, like like our dads used to do. That's right, because, you know, you know? one arm with the wind <laughs> and uh, all that force of the car, one arm is definitely going to hold that mattress down. Yep. Don't worry, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good old days. <laughs> so, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. Uh, is this your first time going to Not So Scary? It is. Yeah. It was, yeah. So, so, how do the two compare? They're similar, but, I mean, it's it's a different beast over there at Walt Disney World. Just because they have the show at the castle. So what was it called? The Hocus Pocus? The Hocus Pocus Villain Spelltacular, I think. But it's the one with the Sanderson sisters. And yeah. that was so amazing. We saw it twice. Right. Because it was that great. Yeah. Did you guys vlog it? Uh, yes, yes, we did. The vlog is not we, out yet. We, but... even, we even met Maleficent's, or uh, friends with Maleficent's boyfriend. Does that make Husband. sense? Husband. Yes. Should we be saying that? <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. If you know what we're talking about, then you know. It's, it's... Yes. <laughs> if not, then move right along. Shout out! <laughs> that's cool. It's a really great show. And actually, the three Sanderson sisters are mic'd. And they're doing live um, 
talking and singing. Yeah, so the vocals are live. Everything's live with them. Everybody else is a uh, track. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so were the two shows that you guys ended up watching different because they were mic'd? Like, did they kind of ad lib or did they follow a strict script the entire time? It's pretty much a strict script because I think with the timing of everything, it has to be. Oh, uh, but okay. because they've had, there was like four or five shows the night that we went. And since it was the last party, it was super busy, but it wasn't too busy. It wasn't like mass capacity busy. Yeah. But um, because the show is really popular, everybody wants to see it. So our plan of attack was to skip the first ones and see the last two or one of the two and uh, see the parade too, the second parade. Yeah. So we were able to do rides and go trick-or-treating uh, at the beginning. And then hopefully people went to the first ones and, you know, kind of like we had that Disneyland mentality. Yeah. You know, oh, go to the second parade. It's less crowded. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> it was still pretty popular. <laughs> yeah. But we def- for the second show of the stage show, we went to the very, very front of the castle. So like up to the rope. So we got some really good uh, footage and some pictures, hopefully still editing the pictures, but I think I got some good ones. Ian Kamakoreyama. Yes. No, just me? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I I like that song. (laughs) It's like my favorite part of Hocus Pocus. They're so awesome. It's just, uh, you got to go, Hazen. I know. I know. We're planning on it now. So this, in order to try to get over my fear of flying, I'm actually planning with Lynette these like little flights to Vegas, to San Francisco, and trying to get over the fear by doing like little spurts. Because I feel like if I can do a few of those and feel okay, I can do the long one to Orlando. Or you could ride Star Tours six times in a row, and (laughs) that's going to be worse than any flight you'll ever take. Except for my first flight. And that's uh, why I don't fly. Uh, at least you've been on a plane. I was actually talking to a guest when we were about to get on Soren, and because um, one of our friends just went to Tokyo, and she got us gifts, which really cool gifts. I mean, Tokyo has the best merchandise. Merch. Yeah, I know. So she saw the bag that I had, and she asked where it was, and then uh, she asked if we ever went to any of the parks. I said no, but anyhow. Um, it went to where she's like, oh, I, got, I had a free trip to Walt Disney World, but I didn't take it because I'm scared of flying. <gasps> and I was like, uh... what? You had a free trip, free hotel, everything, and you didn't go? <laughs> I would have taken a train. <laughs> well, she's she's like, I'm afraid of flying. I'm like, you've been, have you been on a plane? She's like, she's never been on a plane. I was How like, well, she know she's afraid. Exactly. I'm like, but you're going on Soren. <laughs> like, it's like that. <laughs> yeah, my first flight was pretty horrendous. Uh, I had to fly out, unfortunately, for a funeral. And as we're flying, we hit this horrible turbulence where the plane begins to like have these crazy like mini drops. It felt like in between drops on Mission Breakout. Uh, I mean, on Breakout, <laughs> it's fun. On the plane, not so much. After that flight landed, I was just kind of terrified because for my first flight experience, I went through all of that. Didn't really want to make me get on a plane after that anymore. Wait, so you flew out to, where was it? Arizona or something like that? Arizona, yeah. You guys drove back, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, how did you get back? Okay, so you drove back. Oh, yeah, I drove back. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't getting on a plane again. So, yeah, oh, so that's how I'm going to try to work on it. We're going to try to make these, like, little mini trips happen. Uh, sometime next year, we're actually going to head up to San Francisco because we're going to go visit the Walt Disney Family Museum. And as part of that trip, you know, hopefully that's one of the flight trips. And if we end up driving, then, oh, well, we end up driving, right? But there's going to be little trips that try to help me get over that fear because I feel, yeah. I, I feel like if I do it enough, I, I'll kind of start to get over it. Okay, so short trips, and we'll see you in San Francisco, and then we'll meet you at Walt Disney World, or Walt Disney Family Museum. Word. (laughs) Oh, but talking about um, going back to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, uh, the fireworks were awesome with the perimeter fireworks. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, It's amazing. 
Yeah, and then we were, we did a few rides or a few attractions because um, everybody's doing. Oh, kid you not though, this is probably one of the better experiences during the trick or treat trail. The cast members, you know how they give you this little little bag when you first go into the park. Yeah, same as Disneyland. So I go to I went on two trails or we all went on two trails and my bag was full by the end of the first one. Yeah. These cast members were giving you hand like they took the biggest scoop they can with both hands and then just dumped it in your bag. That's and you're awesome. like, OK, I guess I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and then they saw VJ's birthday button and then they gave him even more yeah. candy. Nice. Did you guys take a backpack or anything else to transfer candy? No, we got the plastic bags, the souvenir or, you know, the bags, the free, that, the free... clear ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, but when we did Mickey's Halloween party here, there was people in strollers with life-size bags and were just tossing the candy. They literally were taking one trail <laughs> They would go down, empty the candy from the little bag, go back down the same trail, empty it again, and they just kept doing that without going around the park. Once they cleaned out that area, they would move <laughs> on to a new trail. Uh huh. I was going to say, wasn't that me and my niece a few <laughs> years back? But we actually just did one trail, or we did all the trails just once, and we got a ton of candy where people were looking at her stroller going like, that is a candy baby right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we ended up doing pretty much all the trails once ourselves, uh, except for two that were behind Big Thunder Ranch, or uh, formerly known as Big Thunder Ranch. Uh, there That's was the couple... one where Woody was at, right? Yes. Those right. two, uh, we ended. it was that one, and then it was the one that's uh, like next to the water, like on the opposite side of that. Those we ended up doing, I think, twice, and one of them three times, one of them twice. And then after that, we just ended up leaving. But, yeah, we ended up filling up an entire backpack, and that lasted a good three or four days. I mean, it was good. That's that's a lot of candy. <laughs> I'm kidding. It lasted about a month and a half. Okay, good. <laughs> well, your kids must have been so such on a sugar high. Oh, they didn't eat any of it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think we actually still have some of it. Like, not the good stuff. Like, all the boring stuff is still there. Like, all the good stuff we ate, like, in the first, like, three weeks. So. <laughs> the Food and Wine Festival. Uh, how was that? So delicious. So much food to try. And they always have, you know, new food options. And, of course, it's at Epcot. So we were totally digging it. We really liked it. And I was actually thinking, out of the past five years, I've been to the Food and Wine festival for those five years so this was your first time visiting pandora as well right yeah. yes i've heard from a couple of other people that recently visited our friend uh, bianca you know was on the show not too long right. ago talking about her experience you guys what was the first thing you thought of when you walked into pandora for me was there are floating islands it was crazy yeah it was just so amazing it was just so beautiful so how are yeah. they actually floating? Like, what are they? Can you see the string? Disney magic, Hazen. Oh, <laughs> so really big fans is what you're saying. <laughs> they took the I tech from Luigi's flying tires and they <laughs> implemented actually, it on an island. Right. It's actually uh, 3D. So oh, okay. how they made Tupac at Coachella is the same way they made islands floating. Oh, yeah. oh my god! <laughs> that makes total sense. That actually there makes you, total sense. There you have it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys do most of the day in Animal Kingdom for Pandora and then do the same thing at night? Because everybody keeps saying completely different experiences during the day and during at night. Oh, yeah. It's, all of Pandora just starts to come alive when the sun goes down. I, everything that's – it's a lot of black light effects. Still really cool, though. But it looks – it's done well where it's not, it's not overwhelmingly black light. You know, so you don't you don't get that purple haze when you're walking through stuff, you know, so um, oh, okay. like the streets or the roads are mm -hmm. glowing. What would it be? I don't know if they're footprints or if they're just part of the land, but so many things are glowing. It's it's just you cannot describe it. You just have to go. Yeah. yeah. Everybody keeps telling me that. I just see, that's <laughs> that's just one of those things that it makes me want to get over the fear and just just do it or take a train. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, a train takes forever. <laughs> just, just fly. <sighs> but my arms would be tired. But I'm <laughs> dad joke, y'all. Oh my gosh. Uh, so flight of the hippogriff is at Universal. That's not at Pandora. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, how was the Banshee flight? Amazing, ridiculous, crazy, awesome. A little overwhelming too. Why overwhelming? Like well, to me, it's like you you can't focus on one thing. Okay, so imagine. Wait, are we spoiling? Spoiler alert! <laughs> I'm pretty sure people have seen pictures of everything. Well. I just want to say, <laughs> I do want to say, though, that we did our very best to be spoiler free for our first experience. True. true. We, we really had no idea what we were getting into with the attraction. We, so, so we you were guys just, hadn't seen videos. You guys hadn't seen no, pictures or anything. No. Hmm. Well, we've seen pictures well, of like the line queue. Yeah. And I saw pictures of the actual thing you get on. You know, the, yeah. The banshee the or whatever, yeah, yeah, the vehicle, uh, the vehicle, but didn't really know what was gonna happen. Did you guys get dizzy from the like the 3D effect in it? No. Yeah, it's surprisingly no because I think the 3D was done very well. Where you know, like if you go to say Universal and you go on Transformers, if you start looking around, things become blurry and then you get disoriented. Uh-huh. With this one, I was looking everywhere, like. The whole screen, because I don't know if it's an IMAX screen or something, but it's probably that that big. Um, But nothing became blurry. It was all crisp. It was crazy. Because I know that with Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, the ride structure and the vehicles, I think, are fairly similar. But with Forbidden Journey, there was tons of people that were getting sick from the 3D. And with Flight of Passage... Yeah, with Flight of Passage, I haven't really heard that. Yeah. Well, because also, too, with Forbidden Journey, that bench puts you, like, almost upside down. You know, it throws you forward, up, backwards, you know. Side to side. Side to side. So, and then the screens were so close to you that it became disorienting. Mm-hmm. But but this one at Pandora, it's, yeah, you don't get that. It's just you're so excited you know, you feel like you're really part of it. And you can smell and see and feel, mm-hmm. you know, the whole experience. So it's really cool. You're going to say something earlier. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I forget. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but it's an amazing attraction. There's very little else out there that touches it, I think. Yeah, um, it was well done. Nice. What is the, the does the Navi River... Like, is it, I, I don't want to say it like this, but is it worth writing during the day? Because it feels like it's one of those that you just have to write at night, like attractions. Well, it's it's indoors, so it's kind of yeah. like small world. Oh, so it doesn't okay. matter if you do date or night. But from what are the, I was, um, when we first got to the park, I asked the cast members, what are some of the tips they had for uh, trying to do both attractions? And they said do the river either late at night or early in the morning or during lunchtime because those are supposedly the times when it's less than an hour. Um, towards the very end of the night, uh, we were able to get on. There was only like a 15-minute wait. And then the very, like the last three minutes, we were still able to jump in line to go on Flight of Passage. So we got to ride it twice in one day. Mm-hmm. But um, the river one, it's cool. But I def- for me... I wouldn't have waited over an hour to ride that because it's like a five minute ride. Oh, that's disheartening. I thought it was much longer than that. Yeah, I thought so too, but it's really not. (laughs) It's Uh... just a boat ride. You see all the cool lights, you know, um, different effects. It's mostly just um, like hidden LCD screens, Mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. Um, Okay. There is more magic over there to it because it's, Everywhere, the roof and the sides. It looks like it's bigger than what it is, but the main attraction is uh I forget her name. The shaman? Yeah, the shaman. The one that's the one that sings, but that animatronic crazy. It is so good. Yeah. Very lifelike. <laughs> yeah, you kinda think like maybe somebody's in a costume, you know? Well, remember we had seen uh Disney put out that video 
of yeah. when they fir- like when they were first testing it out and it just kind of blew everybody away. <laughs> Where to the point at the very end she goes, "Was that good?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that video was super cool. Yeah, it's great to see in person. I mean, you're just blown away to the point where when we were vlogging it too, normally when I'm vlogging, I'm always just looking through the camera, you know, but this one, I could not take my eyes off of her because all the intricate moves that she does from playing those, the flowers, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, singing, singing. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Man, that's cool. Did you guys get a chance to go to the Frozen ride? Oh, yeah. Was this your first time riding on the Frozen ride? No. no. This is probably our fourth or fifth. Oh, yeah. so you guys have seen it before. Okay, so yeah. the Shaman, um, I mean, it's an amazing animatronic, but uh, I remember when I first saw the video of Elsa on the Frozen ride, I thought like, oh my God, like this is amazing. Even though she's still cartoony, she's very lifelike compared to other animatronics. Uh, is it that, like, are they both equally smooth? To me, Elsa's more like, Lightning McQueen and Mater in mm. Radiator Springs Racers. Definitely. Because her arms move, but then the face is... Is a screen. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the shaman, her eyes are actually blinking and her mouth is actually moving. Mm-hmm. Anna, Elsa, and Kristoff in the Frozen ride um, have that screen face. <laughs> if oh, that makes sense. It's... See, I didn't get that part from watching the videos on YouTube. I actually thought that they were full animatronics. I didn't know that their that their faces were like projected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they can get those projections right, but Constance <laughs> in the haunted mansion still looks like she had really bad plastic surgery. Oh, <laughs> like sad her, days. Her face looks like it's pulled. You can't come on. You can't disagree with me. They no, need to I, fix I agree. that projection. She it looks really <laughs> awkward. That or just pull the projector back so that it fills up a little bit more of the face. <laughs> That's all you got to do. It's a simple fix. Whenever they cleaned up the attic, somebody moved the projector. They just need to pull it back a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, let's, just a smidge. Let, just a smidge. Let's, let's fix it and make her face not look so awkward. That's all I'm saying. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that the Frozen attraction in Epcot got a lot of backlash and, you know, Frozen is everywhere and, you know, we can agree with that. But, like, I left that attraction feeling like, wow, I, I really liked that more than I thought I would have. What did you think? Yeah, it's it's a great, great attraction. I mean, even the movements that Olaf makes, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, I, I really believe he's a moving snowman. You know? Oh, Olaf looked amazing. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah. He listens. He's so cute. So yeah. definitely a good replacement for Maelstrom. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like the first time I went to uh, Walt Disney World <laughs> and I went on that attraction, I had no idea what the heck was going on. I don't think it anybody made no, no sense to me. You were going on a boat. You see these trolls. And then this troll cast a spell on you. You go backwards. Then you end up in the oil field. And then you get off a boat and you're like, what? Just to me, I was very, very confused. And I wasn't drinking. <laughs> and little I wasn't did drinking you know, around the world. <laughs> and little did you know that those trolls would one day foster a child and he know, would right? grow up to be Kristoff. Oh, my goodness. A fixer upper. Uh, it all wraps up together. Oh, my goodness. Full circle. But, I mean, <laughs> Maelstrom, you know, it was very sentimental for a lot of guests. And, you know, it's part of Epcot history. So it was hard to see it go. But, you know, keep moving forward, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what it's about. So I'm actually glad that you talked about Olaf and the backlash on Frozen because let's let's talk about movies for a little bit. One, have you guys seen Coco? Yes. yes, loved it. How many times Amazing. have you seen it? Seven, nine, Only... 12, 14? <laughs> Just once. Just, Just once, once, but we do want to go back and watch it again. That's how I feel. Javier mentioned that if I went back, that all of a sudden I would hate it. And I told him, no, I'm not going to hate it. No. It's a great movie. His argument is that because... So when we watched Civil War, I left Civil War a little confused. I, I didn't know what was happening. I, I didn't know if I liked the movie. There were certain things about it that, I did, that just didn't click with me at the time that I watched it. Then I watched it again. And then I realized, man, I love this movie. 
And so he's angry because I evolved as a person and I <laughs> like something that I didn't like in the past. And so <laughs> he says that if I watch Coco again, that even though I love uh, it, that I'm going to hate it this next time. And I'm pretty sure you're going to love it even more. That's what I'm saying, man. Look, the whole time that I was watching Coco, seriously, well, not the whole time, but at there was these key points where somebody started cutting onions inside of the movie theater because, man, my eyes were super watery. Us too. Really? I think he was right next to me. I, I don't know who it was, <laughs> but that guy needs to just stop it. Cutting onions in a movie theater when I'm trying to enjoy my cinematic experience is not cool. Okay. <laughs> But right. like seriously though, uh, I think I mentioned it last episode. Coco is kind of in the running right now for not just like top three Pixar movies, like favorites of all time. It might be my favorite one at this point. Ooh, I know it for me. It's probably it's it definitely is uh, top three. I don't know about the number one spot though. What's your number one then? I don't know. I don't know what my number one spot is. <laughs> I mean, I love Incredibles and I love the original Toy Story. So, what are your top three, Hazen? Well, mine have kind of evolved because when new films have come out, like yeah. I always felt that, oh, well, I like that one more than this one now. But for a really long time, uh, Wally was at the top for me, and then Toy Story and Monsters Incorporated. Like those were like the mm -hmm. top three movies that for everything like these were them like Incredibles was up there for me like I really liked it uh, there was a bunch of other ones that I really enjoyed too but those were the constants especially Wally -E. like I connected with Wally -E. uh, but then I saw this one and I think um, you know I talked about it last week too that I think it's also because I connected with it on a cultural level aside from right. just connecting with it because look let's face it uh, I, I mentioned this, too, that they have a formula. They followed the formula. They did what Pixar does best. They told the story the way that Pixar knows how to tell the story. But it was because they got the nuances of the culture, and they did such a great job with it that I connected with this one like I haven't connected with another Pixar movie before. Right. I could agree with that. And also, but I think the story of Coco is just so well-written that they didn't have to, you know how like a lot of the Pixar movies will just boom, kill someone off and then you're already crying and they were great at that, you know, but this one, it built up so much. I've never, in all Pixar movies, I probably haven't cried like that in any of them, you know? Yeah. Up, huh? up I, I cried, you know, I was like, that's so sad. But this one, I did the... <laughs> You know, that type of crying where I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, Toy Story yeah. 3, Toy Story 3 got me towards the end. But because it, it was like, oh, they're going to something's going to happen to them. But this one, it was like consistent cry. Yeah. Like it kept it set you up for a cry. And then you're like calming down and it set you up for another, yeah. another cry. And then another you're like, OK, can you please just stop? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they did a really good job of playing with people's emotions in this one. Yeah. And it was very subtle, too. Like you said, it wasn't in your face. Like like when Ellie died in Up, it was like you saw the wait, story wait, wait. build up and then <laughs> bam. Yeah. You know, it was like a blatant thing. And in yeah. this one, you you almost see what's coming. Like even from the, from the trailers, you see oh, what's yeah, you coming. Oh, yeah, you know, but they set it up in such a way where the story just blends beautifully into what happens. And then it happens and then the story makes even more sense to you. Mm -hmm. You know, so I haven't made up my mind if it's officially like my favorite favorite um, that it's going to take over Wally's spot. But it is a contender right now for me to actually call it my picks, like my all time favorite Pixar film right now. I mean, that's a... That's a good argument to have, you know, yeah. because for me, Pixar kind of lost. I mean, I obviously I love Pixar. We have a Pixar based social club yeah. that we started. And I used to go to Pixar all the time for lunch when I lived in San Francisco. But the last movie that really for me that had that Pixar magic was Toy Story 3. I love the other ones. I love Cars 3. I love, you know, the dinosaur. Yeah, Good Dinosaur, even though it wasn't the best out of Pixar, I still really enjoyed it. I love but... The Good Dinosaur. I get, I get so much crap from people for saying that I think The Good Dinosaur was actually a good movie. 
I think I, it was a I great movie. movie. It was a good movie. Yeah, it was. But this one, it was like, okay, Pixar definitely claimed their number one spot back. You know, it wasn't just, okay, they're just doing their same basic formula. This was the stepping up the bar, mm-hmm. or, you know. Yeah. To claim their number one spot back and not give it up for a while. Pixar is back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping that the next film or two that they end up putting out kind of has the same magic because I know exactly what you're saying. Like, especially when they started putting out, you know, the, the sequels to the film, they, it just didn't feel the same anymore. And, you know, the argument can be told and it's been told before that there's more story to tell. And we, there was just so much, well, it's also because you want to make money. And that makes total sense. You know, you're a studio, you're a company. That's exactly what you're trying to do is make your stockholders happy. But at the same time, it did sacrifice a little bit of that amazing storytelling that you were used to seeing before. And for Incredibles, I almost feel that because it's been so long, like 2004 is when The uh, when the Incredibles got released, you know. Right. We're so far between that one to this one that it really has had a lot of time to evolve into the story that they're going to put out for us. And hopefully, because of the storytelling that they did in Coco, hopefully they learned something from that. And The Incredibles 2 turns out to also be a great story because Brad Bird is really good at storytelling. Right. You know, and I'm hoping like why Tomorrowland didn't do as well as I believe it should have is beyond me. But <laughs> I'm hoping that The Incredibles 2 does not turn out to be just Cars 2 or Cars yeah. 3. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though I, I wanna... enjoyed Cars 3, right. I did not enjoy Cars 2. Aww. I enjoyed Cars 2. Did you really? Well, I mean, yeah. I saw that Pixar 2. So that was okay. a great thing. But okay. I mean, the Hashtag story for Mater. Brag. Uh, <laughs> but did you get a cereal bar too? Oh, yeah. I went okay. to the cereal yeah, bar. <laughs> <laughs> Under theater is amazing. Okay. Anything else I should throw in? Anyway, um, but I love the story of Mater. Yeah, you got to learn a little bit more about it. But I definitely agree. It's not. Yeah, it's, it was, it's, it's not Coco, but yeah. you know. It's yeah. no Cars 1. Yeah. But I still I still enjoyed it, but I didn't I don't think I've ever hated a Pixar movie. Yeah, I don't think I've ever hated a Pixar movie either. Yeah. There's just some that I've enjoyed less than others. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. You know, and Inside Out. For instance, uh, I enjoyed <laughs> wow. Inside Out more than Cars 2. <laughs> Way more than I, Cars 2. Yeah, I just couldn't. I don't know. I could say Cars 2 was probably a it should have just been played on uh, Disney Channel. Oh, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. And I, you know, I'm I might not make friends after saying this, but I oh. I'm not as keen on Finding Dory, you know, as most people are. Yeah, you know, it it's it was fine. enjoyable. But... Yeah, I enjoyed it, but it's not like I'm not gonna put it on one of my top favorite lists. Right. Yeah. It's you know? it's just so hard with sequels, I think, because. It's going to be really tough to beat the first, you know? Yeah. and I think... But that's also saying, that's also true with any movie. Oh, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Besides Pixar. So, you know, just because yeah. it's a Pixar movie doesn't mean it's going to be better. But anyway. So, uh, considering sequels, you know, uh, before Coco, you know, and this kind of was leading to why, you know, it came up in my head because you guys were talking about the Frozen ride and stuff. Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Okay. First of all, what are your thoughts on Olaf's Frozen Adventure? I liked it better than Frozen. <laughs> really? <laughs> it just... Well, because it was Olaf, you know? Yeah. And I didn't have to hear Let It Go. <laughs> I know, right? New song. That was great. I didn't have to hear Let It Go again so, and again. So I got to tell you that the, the songs were possibly my favorite thing about that <laughs> m- movie. Not even Elsa's fabulous, like, fur neck thing no did you see the graphics though yeah i thought that was done really well yeah it was um (laughs) here's the thing uh i had the same complaint that a lot of other people had about the quote-unquote short 
And that was that there was nothing short about it. Yeah. It was 20 minutes long-ish. I think it was just over 20 minutes. And considering that there was also 24 minutes of previews, the movie didn't actually start until an hour after we sat down. In that hour, our kids killed a soda and the popcorn and were lucky that they didn't have to go to the bathroom once Coco started. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It wasn't until the end. uh, Like, I knew. uh, Did you guys stay until the very end after the credits? Yeah, yeah, I was so sad. Okay. So we I missed seeing that live because by then the kids were ready to go to the bathroom. They couldn't hold it any longer because towards the end of the movie, uh, it was at a very pivotal moment. <laughs> my youngest son says, Dad, I have to go potty. Oh. And I'm thinking, oh, dude, no. <laughs> dude, you got to hold it. And he's like, Dad, but I got to go. I was like, dude, you got to hold it. The movie's almost <laughs> over. And he's like, oh, okay. And poor kid. He he was a trooper. <laughs> he held it. We saw the end of the movie. And I was waiting for him to mention it again. And I'm thinking, maybe <laughs> we can stay till the end of the credits. And, you know, I knew there was something. But I, di- I didn't know what at the time. And so I figured, okay, we're going to wait. And just kind of sitting there. And he looks over. He's like, dad the movie's over. I gotta go. I was like, oh, okay, let's go. So we ended up leaving. (laughs) You rolled your eyes at your kid. So we go, right? And I'm thinking like, well, there are 72 minutes of Pixar credits after every film. So if we go to the restroom, we might be able to make it back. We could get popcorn and soda and still watch the the end of the film, right? Uh, That was not the case. We, by the time we got there, it had just ended and I was a little bummed out. So I went online and I checked to see what it was. And I was like, oh, I missed that. That was pretty heartwarming. So the lesson yeah, is, kids, the lesson is, if you guys go watch Coco, if you haven't yet, which you should, stay till the very end so you can see what happens at the end. Because I thought, uh, when I saw the screenshots of people posting it, which shame on you, you shouldn't be taking pictures in the movie theater anyway. Uh, but I'm glad you did because I got a chance to see it. I thought it was very heartwarming. <laughs> So yeah. stay tuned. Yeah, that was a nice touch. Yeah. So Olaf's Frozen Adventure, uh, way too long. We were still <laughs> late too, by the way. We missed all the previews and we barely made it for Olaf's Frozen Adventure. <laughs> but we went in knowing that there was uh, yeah. an Ol- the Olaf uh, short, <laughs> not short, not so long. short. It was 20 short. minutes. So a Pixar long. Yeah. I know. I know. That's what we're going to call that one officially. It's a Pixar long <laughs> before Coco. There you go. So, yeah, Disney Disney and movie theaters have officially decided, though, that they're not going to play Olaf's Frozen Adventure after Coco anymore or before Coco anymore. Before, Before, yeah. Really? Yeah, they're pulling it. So many people have complained about how long it is, especially people with kids that ran into the same situation that I did. Uh, Just kept complaining and complaining. I want to make it clear. I did not complain, but I did feel it. They decided we're just not going to show this anymore. I think December 7th or December 8th is the last time that you're going to be able to see Olaf's Frozen Adventure prior to Coco. After that, it's just going to be a part of, I'm assuming, the Blu-ray and the DVD once it comes out. But didn't wasn't the sh- Frozen short or the Frozen long? The Frozen long. Um, wasn't it still part of the hour 40 for Coco? No. It really? was in addition because- to... I thought when we got out, considering it was like, what, an hour 40, supposedly, on Fandango, when we got out of the theater, I thought it was included because I was saying, well, we got tw- we got out 20 minutes earlier than I thought we were going to. Yeah. But I don't know. No. So they're pulling it on. I, according That's... to everything that I've read, it's an additional 21 minutes uh, aside from what the running time of the film is. Uh, on top of the 22 to 24 minutes of trailers that they play prior to the film as well. Well, yeah, because when we, we watched it, the the worker told us, he's like, there is a 20-minute uh-huh. short for the movie, just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. like, okay. That was nice. She let, gave us a heads up, even though we already knew. <laughs> That's funny. 
Uh, did you guys go to Disneyland or Downtown Disney this Saturday or Sunday? We did. Wait. Or we Sunday. went on Sunday. We went on Sunday, but Sunday night. Oh, got it. Okay. So Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, there was a little get-together that a bunch of Disney vloggers were uh, putting together. They were trying to gather to bring toys for the Toys for Tots toy drive that the volunteers were putting together at Downtown Disney. Uh, We got tagged earlier in the week uh, to be a part of it. Unfortunately, we had a family event that we had to go to on that day so we weren't actually able to make it but our friend angela most of you guys know her as diz lights on instagram and just angela marie on youtube was there uh she went to drop off some toys and i had a chance to talk to her a little bit about what went on and who put it on and what it was all about so uh i'm gonna quickly jump over to my talk with angela right now All right, so with us today, we have our good friend, Angela. Most of you guys know her as DizLights on Instagram, or if you follow her on her YouTube channel, which you should, it's just Angela Marie. Angela, how are you today? I'm doing really good. How are you guys doing? Uh, You know, just a tired, you know, there's a lot of that tired stuff going around. It's the season. (laughs) It is. How's your Thanksgiving? (laughs) It was good. It was uh, quick. My daughter came from out of town and flew back out of town again on Thanksgiving morning. So didn't really feel like a normal Thanksgiving for me this year. Oh, interesting. Did you get a chance to at least yeah. head out to the parks? Oh, yeah. I was there on Thanksgiving Day. It was busy, but it was nice. It was it was a different vibe. Oh, really? A regular weekend day. Yeah, for sure. Like, it just felt more kind of laid back and relaxed. Oh, interesting. I've never been yeah. there well, for me, on Thanksgiving. But, yeah, I think it's different, though, for an annual pass holder versus someone who's visiting the parks on a on a ticket or, you know, a, a vacation. So maybe for me it felt more relaxed because I wasn't there for a specific reason. You know, the annual pass holder mentality. Yeah, no, I totally get that part <laughs> of it. So earlier this last week, uh, I was tagged by you on Instagram, and there was going to be this amazing get-together of a bunch of Disney vloggers, and it was put together by Lauren, who on Instagram is and Coffee Blog. Uh, tell us a little bit about what Lauren was doing and what the whole thing was about on Sunday. Well, Lauren piggybacked a little bit off of a social club, and I cannot remember right now the name of that social club. I can find that out and send it to you a little bit later. Um, But they had gotten the idea to, you know, as a social club themselves and then several other social clubs to visit downtown Disney with a bunch of toys and everybody approach the the, um, Toys for Tots all at once and be able to show our gratitude for Disney, for the Toys for Tots program at the same time. And Lauren thought, wow, what a great opportunity for the social media people that are highlighting Disney to also be a part of it. And it was pretty amazing. I would say I would say there was at least a hundred people from social clubs and probably another thirty to fifty of us from social media accounts. Um, and at two o'clock everyone just sort of stormed to the center of the downtown Disney area over by the stage that's by AMC Theater, and we had our toys, and we had our cameras out, and it was it was really great. It was a great feeling. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, uh, when I found out about it, uh, unfortunately, we had a family event already planned for that time, and it started a little bit later than uh, I thought it was going to start. So the plan was originally, we'll go to our family function, and then we'll go to downtown Disney and, you know, give these toys to to volunteers. And then, depending on what time we're done, we'll go back to our family event. But because it started mm-hmm. a little bit later, uh, we didn't end up going. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Uh, there was people there I hadn't seen in a really long time, and that was really great as well. 
what was the vibe for all the people there? Like, how many toys do you think came in just from the group that, you know, you were a part of? I would like to say at least 150 toys came in from our group. Um, the vibe was very energetic, very happy, very thankful, giving. And um, I think it, w- it went well. I think there definitely was a good turnout in general. Um, I couldn't say whether, you know, there were more social club people or social media. Well, there's definitely more social club people. Um, I didn't know until the day of that it had been kind of, you know, pre-organized by the social club. Um, but regardless, I mean, it was just a great way to to be able to give. Um, I myself uh, piggybacked against Lauren and offered to my followers that if they couldn't attend the event or they, you know, aren't anywhere near Disneyland, that if they PayPal'd me a little bit of cash, I would buy extra toys. So I believe I had five followers who were able to do that, and I was I took seven gifts, and then I also took my friend Mike, you know, paparazzi Mike. Um, I took toys on his behalf as well because he wasn't able to make it, and. Um, I met a few social media people that I hadn't met in the past but had seen on Instagram. So that was kind of nice as well. And, you know, it's always a good thing when people get together to give. You can't go wrong. And I do believe, you know, the, the faces on the volunteers, and that's, uh, that's spelled with E-A-R-S, as you know, when it <laughs> yeah. comes to the Disney volunteer program. Um they were genuinely like, wow, this is great. What a great idea. And um, there's a couple of the group photos floating around out there as well. And um, it was great. It was really great. I I wish there were more opportunities through the year to do stuff like this. And maybe we just need to find more opportunities like this and create them ourselves even. I'm glad that it was a really good turnout. Uh, I, I didn't know that it was uh being put together by the social club like you said you found out that day uh, i didn't know until yeah. you just told me right now i honestly thought that lauren was putting the whole thing together no she did for the social media side so but but she got the idea from the social club very very cool well yeah it, it sounds like it was an amazing afternoon uh like you said i wish that there was more opportunities like this because it just sounds like it was uh, an awesome experience i would have loved to have been there to vlog it obviously um but yeah you know that aside i'm glad that uh, so many toys are going to a great organization like toys for tots by the time this episode launches i don't know if you guys are going to have vlogs ready for this but uh, once they're ready, I will add them to the blog post for this episode, pocketeers.com slash 181. If you guys want to go check those out, I'll make sure to include Angela's and then anybody else that vlogs the event as well, they'll be in the blog post. Uh, any any closing remarks, Angela, about that or anything that you'd like to talk about before you head out? There is one thing that I would like to talk about. I would like to talk about tomorrow, well, yesterday when the vlog airs, uh, December 5th was Walt Disney's birthday and yes. it holds a very special place in my heart as it does. I'm sure for the entire Disney community. And, um, I just want to take a quick minute to, to say thank you, not only to Walt and his visions and his imagination, but to the Walt Disney company for continuing those visions and honoring his memory. And not just, yes, Disney is a business and a corporation. And yes, they're in the business for their money and for advertising. But in the end, it's still about Walt. And it's still about his dreams, his imagination. I was given the opportunity to spend a little bit of time in 1901, the club that's in Carthay Circle at Disney California Adventure, and just being in the lounge and seeing the dedication that is put into that area for Walt. There's photos that I had never seen before, not even on the internet or even at the Walt Disney Museum, um, of him and his team and working on different projects and just little nuances throughout the lounge that I can't even begin to describe. Um, 
as a rule, you're not allowed to videotape in the club, but I was able to see uh, every so often along one of the walls in the club, you see Walt's shadow walk by or it looks like he's kind of peeking into the room. I was just about to ask and you how you felt when you first saw that. Chills. Absolute chills. Yeah. And in tradition of my, you know, obsession with Disney lights, on the Christmas tree that is in the lounge, are you're given a special pair of 3D glasses, and you can see 3D uh, penguins from Mary Poppins <gasps> on the tree from the light. The lights make these 3D penguins, and naturally that can't be, you can't, you can't mimic that on a video or on a, a photo. And then, um, I mean, it was just, it's beautiful. From ceiling to floor, it's beautiful. Wow. I, oh, yeah. I, I got kind of chills just listening to you talk about it. Uh, I've had the the very good fortune of visiting 1901 uh, myself, but it was not during Christmas. We actually went yeah. the day that the 60th anniversary kicked off. That was the day oh, that we neat. went. Yeah. Uh, that was the day that we recorded the episode with Bob Gurr. We met Bob yeah. at 1901, and we recorded the episode with him there. Um, if you guys haven't heard that, if you guys are new to the podcast, go to podcasters.com slash 50. That's the episode where we had a chat with Disney legend and former Imagineer Bob Gurr. Uh, yeah, seeing the shadow walk by is kind of intense because, I mean, look, yeah. let, let's be honest, okay? It's not Walt's <laughs> shadow, right? No, uh, I'm sorry not. to ruin we the magic. It's not. not Walt's shadow, but... Because you know what it represents and because of, right. you know, you know where you are, you are almost bombarded with these feelings of he's here, you know, and it just makes you feel like warm and, and special, you know, just for being in right. that area. So I, I know exactly so, how you were feeling. Yeah, the representation of just knowing that if he could be there, it would be in spirit, obviously, and he would be looking over and peeking in and just seeing what's happening and who's visiting and knowing, you know, him knowing that his memory is honored. It's just, it's magical and it's done with light. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. You must have had a field day just knowing that, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you telling us everything that happened uh, at the get together for Toys for Tots. Like I said, I was a little bummed Anytime. out that I wasn't able to make it. Uh, but I finally have a little bit of time to myself these weekends. So I'll finally be <laughs> able to get to the park. I haven't been there. Believe it or not, I have not been to Disneyland or California Adventure since they started putting up the Halloween decorations. Oh, my heck. I know. Well, you better get over there this weekend. <laughs> I know. So I can't. Uh, I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, but I didn't go the entire Christmas season. And I was so bummed out oh. because Christmas is like my absolute favorite time of year at the park. And the fact that I couldn't mm -hmm. go one time, uh, it just it kind of bummed me out for a really, really long time. So I need to alleviate Absolutely. that. Uh, I need to alleviate that. So Go have a peppermint churro and a gingerbread man and some hot cocoa on Main Street, and all will be right again. Oh, I know. Uh, anyway, I know you have to get to something, Angela. I, again, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast to tell us everything that happened on Sunday. I'll be looking forward to your vlog, as I know some of our listeners will as well. For those that don't follow you, please tell everybody where they can find you so that they can go follow you. That is just Angela Marie on... Um, actually, if you go to YouTube, and it's just YouTube backslash dislikes, I still have that as my my main name on there and then on instagram i'm his like d-i-s-l-i-g-h-t-s awesome. and i thank you very much for asking me on and i will get that something up posted i was so enraptured in the moment that i literally think i got like a minute of of footage i was so busy watching and talking and listening to people that i probably failed at it but i will also give you a list of other people who were there so you can post theirs as well you see, guys, it's not just me, okay? When you're trying to vlog <laughs> and things are going on, sometimes you forget. Yeah. You just become a well, part have, of the moment. You do. And I had two bags of toys to also carry. So. Oh, yes. There was also that. 
Well, that is awesome. I look forward to whatever you end up posting. And like, like you said, if you have anybody else's vlogs, I look forward to seeing and posting those as well. Uh, Angela, thank you very much. Thank you. Have a nice night. You too. I'll see you soon. Bye. So that was pretty awesome. I love the fact that they got so many people together. Um, and I don't want to miss the Christmas time season because that's my favorite time in the park. And I think if I don't go in the next week and a half, I'm going to be blocked out. Yeah. Yeah. So 17th is the last day. I think so. So I have maybe two weekends from the time that we are recording this episode to get to the park watch a parade or two and photograph some Christmas time stuff, try to get a candy cane. And I'm, I'm hoping I'm able to get one and that's it because then I'm blocked out for the rest of the year. (laughs) But eh, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to do my best. (laughs) All right, guys, I think it's time to wrap this up for today. Okay. I'm so tired. I know. I'm (laughs) so tired too. I had some, I didn't have coffee because I knew that I wanted to go to sleep I know that we're recording very, very late, and I appreciate it. Thank you guys for for hopping on. I know this was super last minute, so I really appreciate you guys coming on. And, uh, you know, before we close up, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you guys? So we are Disney 4, F-O-R, then the number 2. So Disney for 2 on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Facebook. Facebook, yes. To be honest, it's really just uh, Instagram and YouTube. We kind of gave up on Twitter also. But we're still on there every now and again. Yeah, it's just hard to keep up with all lines of media. (laughs) It completely is. I mean, at least you guys can kind of share the responsibility. You know, it does make it a little bit easier. Recently, I started to get a little bit more help from other people. And that just, it makes my life so much easier. And I'm so thankful. Yeah, it's hard to do it all by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, this whole, like, having a whole full-time job so you can pay for a mortgage and stuff. Right? Uh, You know know how that is now. Hashtag adulting. Adulting. So, yeah, all the links to all of your social stuff is going to be in the blog post for the episode. Make sure you guys go check it out and follow Disney for two. Head over to podcasters.com slash 181 for all of those links. Before we close up the podcast, I do want to remind you guys that Podcasters is brought to you by listeners just like you. We like to call those listeners our fairy godparents. And we just want to say thank you to all of them for all of their added support. Fairy godparents, if you are listening... Make sure that you guys check your mailboxes because I sent you guys something special because I heart you guys. And (laughs) you guys should be getting it hopefully, hopefully before Christmas. And for all of you that were not at the chalk walk and did not get your fairy godparent button, you guys are getting it before Christmas. At least that's what I'm hoping if the mailman does their job. So (laughs) there you go. If you guys want to become a fairy godparent of the podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 a month. You can start by going to podcasters.com slash FGP, which is Fairy Godparent. There you will find the Fairy Godparent logo, a sample of what the Fairy Godparent button looks like. You can get your own Fairy Godparent button if you donate at least $5 per month. Otherwise, you can donate whatever you want, like $1, $2, $684. It's up to you, <laughs> whatever you want. But to all of our Fairy Godparents, just a big thank you to all of you. Also, this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by the kind folks over at Expedition Roasters, formerly known as Trader Sam's Coffee Company. I know you guys have been listening to the last couple of episodes where I've been talking about some of the awesome flavors that Expedition Roasters has put out. Have you guys tried any of the flavors that Expedition Roasters has? Oh, yeah. What's that banana one? The Skipper's Skipper's Brew. Skipper's Skipper's Brew, brew, though. Right? (laughs) Look, I got to tell you. I did not think that a banana flavor was going to go with coffee, but once you brew it, you got a nice little like banana bread type taste to it. It is intense, but it is enjoyable. And if you like banana, you're going to enjoy it. And if you don't like banana, don't get it. They have tons of other flavors that you can try. They have the poison apple, which tastes like uh, apples. 
They have the uh, bobsledders brew, which which tastes like brownies. They have one of my brand new favorite flavors, which is the tiki coconut themed after the tiki room. Honestly, guys, if you guys got any of these flavors, you would not be disappointed. But if you don't want to commit to one flavor, they do have a sampler pack that you can try out. It's got five different packages. And if you guys remember, a couple of episodes ago, Melissa talked about how each of those packages has a good amount for you to try out. You're not going to run out after one or two cups. So head on over to ExpeditionRoasters.com. And if this is your first order, use our discount code. It is POD20. You will get a 20% discount on your first order. Again, Expedition Roasters. Hashtag brew your happy place. Oh, and if you guys go to our Instagram account, the clock is ticking on our giveaway. All you have to do is show us your Disney mug, follow Expedition Roasters, follow us, obviously, on Instagram, and tell us which flavor would make you happy. That way, if you guys win, we know what to send you. Again, head on over to the Podcateers Instagram account. All the instructions are going to be in there with all the stuff that you got to do, maybe even an Instagram story, and good luck. Finally, if you guys want to support us in a slightly different way, remember that now that the holidays are coming, that you guys are doing all of that Christmas or whatever you celebrate and you're shopping on Amazon, even if you don't celebrate anything, if you're shopping on Amazon, we would love it if you start your journey by going to podcateers.com slash Amazon. Amazon. (laughs) Thanks for filling in. While you're there, you can click on the big Amazon button. It'll take you over to Amazon using our special link. And we get a small commission from your order as a thank you from Amazon because you started off at podcasters.com slash Amazon. To everyone Amazon. that is taking the time to do that, <laughs> thank you guys for the added support. Uh, and thank you guys for filling in on the Amazons on that one. That was Amazon. Awesome. <laughs> Amazon. Ooh, said the DJ. DJ. Oh, man. It's, we're not as good as Javier. <clears throat> Sorry. No, Javier has got that down, man. Yeah. He has got that down. It's exhausting. I'm gonna make that a ringtone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna record him and just make it a ringtone. I thought he had an Amazon button that he just presses every time oh, he says it. Wish. That'd Amazon. That'd be great if we did. <laughs> All right, guys. Anything else before we close up for today? Just happy holidays to everybody. Yes, and thanks for having us on the show again. Yes, thank you guys for coming on again. I know it was last minute, so I really, really, I appreciate. <laughs> I a preach. Oh my gosh. I know. Are you trying to still make a preacher word? That wasn't <laughs> me. That was Javier. That's Javier's word. Oh man. It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Stop trying to make a preach happen. Yeah. So, on that note, here's the beer shoes and Mickey ears. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Good night, Bye. guys. Good night.